This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. There are a wide range of questions out there right now about what it takes to get a job, a good one, in this ever-changing economy. Some people focus on themselves. Some people believe that networking is a key ingredient. They also talk about the importance of LinkedIn as a place to connect with others. Whatever the style may be, a new book recently out by Indiana University Associate Professor of Anthropology, Alana Gershon, takes a long look at what the key ingredients are to get a job in this economy. The title of the book is Down and Out in the New Economy, How People Find and Don't Find Work Today. We're going to be joined by Alana Gershon coming up in just a minute or two as she is traveling overseas and we're trying to get the bugaboos worked out with the phone lines, uh, trying to get a hold of her. But an interesting point and an interesting question right now in that what are the, th- the key ingredients you are using right now to try and connect with others in the business world to get that next job? What do you see are the most important ingredients As I mentioned, we've laid out a few of them. LinkedIn seemingly is one of them. The old-fashioned networking event is another. What are the things that you find out are the key ingredients to getting that next job or connecting with the decision makers that might be able to lead you to that next job? Your comments at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Or if you can't get to your phone, We will bring it up via Twitter, if you send us a message that way, at BizRadio111 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. A lot of people talk about LinkedIn being the key ingredient right now, uh, especially in this day and age of digital, where so many people are connecting with others online. And LinkedIn has seen an incredible growth over the last five to 10 years in terms of the numbers of people that are using LinkedIn as the key component to try and be able to reach an HR director or a C-suite person or a manager of a company. What do you think about LinkedIn these days? What are the key ingredients you are using to try and be able to find that next job? 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call. What about the old it's who you know philosophy? That is seemingly one that was a standard bearer here in the United States for many, many decades. But it may not be as important as it has been in the past. What are your thoughts? 844 942 7866. Or if you'd like, send us a comment via Twitter, either at BizRadio111 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. We are now joined by Ilana Gershon, who, as we mentioned, is a an associate professor of anthropology at the universe, uh, Indiana University and author of the book Down and Out in the New Economy. Ilana, great to have you joining us today. Thank you. Let's start with with some of the best things people are doing right now and then also some of the biggest mistakes people are making right now. What are you what are you seeing in both of those areas? Well, I think people are becoming 
extremely canny about doing research on the companies that they're interested in being hired into and that they're thinking more carefully about what kinds of jobs that they would like to have. And this is the thing that I've been really impressed by is that people are getting more and more clever about figuring out whether the workplace that they want to be part of, that they're about to join, is really a workplace that they want to be part of. Um, I think what are the worst things that they're doing? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, one of the, one of the things that there, there's two things that people seem to be spending a lot of time doing that as far as I could tell was wasting their time. Right. Right. I mean, it, so it's not necessarily a bad thing that they're doing, but the question is what is going to make the job search take longer? One of the things that seemed to be taking up a lot of people's times and not getting as many results as they would have liked was personal branding. Right. People are putting in a lot of time into making sure that their online presence is reflecting kind of who they're understanding to be their authentic self. And on the hiring side, no one seemed to care about personal branding. And personal huh. branding, as you know, takes a a lot of time. Sure. And the other thing that people seem to be doing that I it, it took me a while to realize kind of why and how it seemed to be taking up a lot of people's times was that they were focusing on weak ties or weak links in order to be able to get jobs. And that and weak ties and weak links used to be the ways that people were getting jobs. It used to be very effective from the 1970s. Yeah. But nowadays technology has changed so much that the pain point in getting a job has really shifted from trying to find out that the job exists in the first place to figuring out how to have hiring managers or recruiters notice you from a pile of resumes. And so it's more a question of getting noticed rather than finding out that the job exists. And so weak ties aren't so helpful for that. It turns right. out that workplace ties, having someone who knew you from a previous job and can talk about what you're like as a worker was very helpful for people. What In your book, what, what is your belief in terms of the effectiveness of LinkedIn right now, because it, it has seemingly become one of the go-to locations for people to be able to connect with others. And obviously, as you kind of alluded to in this digital age, you need to have yeah. that component to it, but I don't think it can be the be-all, end-all. No, absolutely not. I think LinkedIn was something that everybody I was talking to was a little bit baffled by, actually. Um, and they they wanted it to work a lot better than it actually did. And why? And I think what happened is that if you're um, trying to get a job in a social community where people are actively using LinkedIn and willing to respond to LinkedIn messages, right. then it's really productive. But it's not necessarily just the LinkedIn. It's how people you know are using it right. and whether it's working well. So part of the reason Facebook works so well is that it's a social community that people are using right. to make it work well. So LinkedIn seemed to work very well as a recruiter database, right? So if you're looking for a job that you will get it because a recruiter will notice you, then writing the LinkedIn profile for that for recruiters to notice you in terms of making sure you have the right keywords right. seemed really important. And then the other thing that LinkedIn seemed important for is that people now are constantly moving from company to company. And if you know someone, but you don't know them t well enough to have another way to contact them outside of the company contact, LinkedIn worked very well as a Rolodex. 
We're talking. If uh, that makes sense. It does, actually. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we're talking with Alana Gershon, who is the author of the book Down and Out in the New Economy. Your comments are welcome at 844 Wharton, 844 942 7866. Or if you can't get your phone, you can send us a note via Twitter and we'll bring it up on the show, either at bizradio111 or my Twitter account, which is at danloney21. I want to go back to, to the personal branding for a second. As you mentioned, it is quite an investment. Uh, it can be a financial investment. It's obviously a time investment a- as well. And uh, from what I understand, you went to some seminars in terms of of personal branding. Uh, and and w- what did you learn there? So I was really trying to go to see what job advice is circulating out there right now. So I ended up going to a lot of free personal branding workshops for job seekers to learn how to do this. And what people were talking about with personal branding is that what you need to do is figure out what three or four words reflect your authentic self and then make sure that your online presence and your offline interactions all line up with those three or four words. And the other thing that people kept talking about as being very important was that these words really reflected your authentic self and that they weren't just any words that you thought might work mm-hmm. or that seemed comfortable for you to, to use. It had to kind of work because of authenticity. And this was something that just really baffled me because I... I mean, I couldn't figure out why it actually had to reflect your authentic self. People are actually quite good at creating personas in this particular situation um, that they will perform for a workplace or perform in a particular context. And it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be true to fundamentally true to who they are for it to be really effective. Well, but this was part of what authentic self what, what the idea of personal branding was supposed to be. And, and part of this really is just because, and you mentioned Facebook before, uh, is the fact that companies not only want to have somebody who is uh, a good fit from the business perspective and is going to bring something to the table, but they want somebody who also has the component of being a good fit from the corporate uh, structure perspective. You know, they don't want to have somebody that is going to be uh, really a grading person on the other employees. They want somebody that is going to fit into the community. Oh, I completely agree. I just don't think personal branding is a good way to figure right. out whether exactly. someone is going to be grading or not. I mean, like one of the things that I find interesting is that in my life, and it may not, it may not be in your listeners' lives or in your life, but in my life, the people who are most consistent, who are the same from context to context, are really the most unpleasant. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, well, let me let me shift for a second because you also talk about uh, you also talk about how this can be a little bit of a regional issue as well, where you know going after a job in and making contact yeah. with people in Seattle is obviously going to be a little bit different than New York City or Missouri or Montana. You know those types of differences. Well, I felt that that was really true for the length of time that people expected. Pe- employees to stay at a company. And so in San Francisco, where I was doing most of my research, people expected a job tenure tenure of two or three years. And in the Midwest, people were expecting more five to eight years. And so 
when people in the Bay Area were hiring, were, were looking at a job applicant from the Midwest, they would say, but wait a minute, you stayed too long. You were too static. <laughs> you, you, this was really a problem. And then people who were interviewing, and like I talked to people who were interviewing for jobs in Chicago, and they found it really frustrating because they kept being told, but you're a job hopper. You don't commit. And they would say, but this is the right length of time in my region. Well, I, I find it interesting because, you know, you're you're going off of that on, you know, what you see in a profile. And there right. can be a variety of different reasons for why somebody was a job hopper or why somebody wasn't a job hopper. Family, you know, health issues. I mean, and those are the things in the end that really can only be determined when you actually physically talk to somebody. Or even being really happy at your workplace. Right, exactly. 844-942-7866 is the number. If you'd like to give us a call, 844-942-7866. Give us a call now if you'd like, or you can uh, reach out to us on Twitter at at BizRadio111 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. To a degree, then, uh, do do people need to be their own marketing agency uh, when they're when they're trying to you know go for that new job? I hope not. Yeah. I really, really hope not. I think that this is this is something that we're being pressured into, and I think that there there are a lot of ways in which the people who are being pressured into doing this are really not very happy with it. It takes it, like I said, it takes a lot of time. It makes the job search process so problematic that it's very hard for people to look for a job and have a job at the same time. And yet, that's the major pressure that you're supposed to do. And I think I think we need to fig- as as a society we need to figure out a different way to hire so that we're not putting these impossible pressures on people. Well, and it just the 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 impact that that uh, the person that is going for the job is going through to begin with in looking for a job, uh, right. you're, you're multiplying the the angst that 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 person is adding, you know, fivefold, tenfold, whatever that whatever that uh, marker may actually be. Exactly. 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call if you'd like to join in. Your comments are welcome. 844-942-7866 if you'd like to give us a call. Uh, I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Google is starting a new venture in this arena. They're going to start a Google for Jobs. How much of, of, of that can be a very important tool for people when they are when they are trying to either to find that right job right now, I think that's very interesting. I wonder if they're going to be what they're going to be doing that's different than what's already available, um, because a lot of the information that you actually need about jobs is not necessarily information that you can get from online interaction. I think Glassdoor is very very helpful for people in right. terms of having insights into what workplaces are like, but. Job descriptions and the things that companies carefully carefully manage in order to make to to, to give information as though it is a recruitment brand right. is not necessarily as helpful for job seekers. So I, I have I don't know what Google is actually doing on this front, but it would be interesting to see what yep. ways they allow people to share information about what's actually happening in a job. Marty is in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Marty, welcome to the show. Uh, glad to be here. Go ahead, sir. Uh, I guess a comment and a question. My thoughts are: my thoughts are is that, in terms of the job search, 
uh, intentionality in my mind is the most important thing. So, you know, having a, a plan, no different than yeah. you would have uh, a business strategy, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so whatever, whatever, you know, what kind of job do you want? Where do you want it to be? Who do you want to work with? And there's so much information out there that you can learn all this, but have an intentional plan. And, and I was listening and, and unfortunately that does take work. Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's what I began with. When asked, like, what are people doing that is that they're doing really well, they're getting better and better at researching the companies and thinking through what they actually want and figuring out how to tell whether a company is really going to be able to offer that for them or not. And I think you're you're, you're right, being thoughtful and intentional in that particular way and knowing how to do good research is really helpful. And that's seemingly something, uh, and Marty, thanks for the call, and that's seemingly something that uh, it feels like that more people just have that expectation, uh, and, and I guess it, it may be on a person-by-person basis, but more people have the expectation that they have to do that these days, correct? Um, I think, I mean, I think they do have to do it. I mean, I, yes, I I. I think what what was very interesting for me was that the the workshops were dividing up in terms of um, level of the company in terms of whether they were getting this kind of advice or not. So people who were trying to be kind of upper-level management were getting the advice that they needed to do a lot more research and think very strategically about which business they wanted to partner with and imagine their hiring as partnering with a business instead of being an employee, if, if you know what I mean. Right. And, the, and what the, the workshops for just anybody and especially kind of lower level white collar work, they were being told this was kind of strategies just for getting any job. And I think it would be helpful. And sometimes people would talk about being more strategic about it, but I think it would be helpful if everyone was thinking more strategically about whether particular workplaces were the places for them. And it also might put pressure on companies to be able to deal with the job applicants who are applying for them in a better way, right? Because there isn't that much pressure on companies right now to do as well as they can by their job applicants, by to give them information about when the job is no longer available, right. to give them as much information about what the job will actually be like. There are a lot of complaints among job seekers about how badly they're being treated in the job process, hiring process. Well, that would that would require kind of a, a shift with the HR piece to it, and, and obviously part of that would be the connection, but part of that would be the technology behind it as well. Correct. Possibly. I mean, I think I think you could have technology that would let everyone know when a job was had been filled. Right. But a lot. But but there are companies out there that that still don't do that these days, which is kind of surprising that it, as advanced as we are te- technologically, that, you know, you will see stuff that is posted that's been filled, you know, a month, right. two months, three months before. And it's still out there as a potential job for people. Right. Yeah. No, I think that this is deeply frustrating for people. Alana, thank you very much for your time. Greatly appreciate it. Have, have a great day. Thank you. This was quite a treat. Thank you. Alana Gershon, the book is down and out in the new economy. Great to have her joining the show. 
For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.